Cade McNown. Yeah. Steve Walsh. I called him Touchdown McNown. That never really clicked. That yeah, never, well, that never stuck. You have to score touchdowns for that to click. <laughs> Joe is a very gay homosexual man, and <laughs> a gay homosexual, very very gay and homosexual. Doesn't that make him straight? Don't they cancel out when you and use I, both? I, I, I'm, I'm picturing him staring at me right now too, just like that disapproving stare of like, really, yeah. you know, really. I sing no, this I is just, coming. You told me Phantom Menace was good, right? Probably in 1997. Okay, 97. Your, your credibility is shot. Wait a shot. second. Whenever 1999. Yes, your, I probably said it was good. Your credibility is shot. How do we get? How do we get paid if we're putting it up for free? That's a good question, Luke. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, the way you get paid with all this nonsense is one, you get advertisers, and uh, based on amounts of clicks and hits for your shit, you get money. Bless you, Lloyd. Internet money. Internet money. We want more money. Yeah, more money. And um, the other route uh, is to put up enough free shit where the people will actually enjoy. The shit you put up to pay for, so we can actually put up stuff on our iTunes account. So it's like it's like we're just putting the tip in, right? Exactly, now. half, half, whole. <laughs> hey, everybody! Welcome to You're Going to Get a Disease with Luke and Nick. We're discussing internet money. How, how about the internet? The internet makes lots of money, so give us some of that money. Yeah, give us internet money, which is great. Hey, buddy! Hey, I got guy. Lloyd on my lap. And we're at Luke's place today, uh, recording at a very fucking awkward hour, and I apologize. But who, we got you apologizing to um, you, man, for coming in the middle of the afternoon. Yeah, she said it's that's uh, it's my restaurant schedule anyway. So. Sweet, sweet. So, um, man, we got all right. Make sure the mics are working. We never even tested. Say something. Something. Awesome. We're good. Uh, I don't know where to begin. We have a shit ton of topics. We missed uh, recording last week. Um, it looks like the whole NFL thing went crazy. We saw Jennifer Lawrence's tits, which were really amazing. I thought they were pretty good. Good for you, girl. And uh, <laughs> and then um, a couple other little incidents happened and whatnot. But okay. uh, I, I don't even know where to start, man. How how was your uh, your week? You had us over for for Labor Day, which was awesome to watch the Bears game, right? Which which was uh, bad. Just. We got to see Rex Grossman play like a first-year quarterback, which was always a good thing. Rex Grossman. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I, 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 I said Rex Grossman. And um, you meant Jay Cutler play like Rex Grossman. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm going to stand by what I said. Sexy Rexy. <laughs> yeah, I watched Rex Grossman this Sunday. I don't know who you guys watched. It's fucking uh, terrible piece of shit, Jay Cutler. Um, and I like Cutler. I want to. But... Yeah, I, I like him too. I don't. I mean, look at it this way. He's the best quarterback the Bears have ever had. That is that that makes me want to put my head down and be sad. I mean, I mean, you got to look at some of the guys we've had: Cade McNown, yeah, Steve Walsh. I called him Touchdown McNown. That never really clicked. That yeah, never, well, that never pre- stuck. You have to score touchdowns for that to click. <laughs> well, that was. It was pitiful. I mean, I've been so excited for football season because baseball season has just been dragging on. You know, it's fun to watch the games at this point a little bit more because they don't matter. You know, you can just not care and you can just get lost in a game for a little bit and watch the nuance of it. But uh, just, I was hoping football season was going to start off with a bang and it just started off with us well, losing to the Bills at home. You said on the radio the other day that uh, in 2003, I don't know, Patriots lost like 38 nothing to the Bills first game of the year and ended up going 14-2 and and winning the Super Bowl. Well, that's exactly what's going to happen with the Bears. I'm just it's just one game. I mean, is it? I'm not ready to call it in. Is it very promising? No, it is not. (laughs) But I... 
I don't jump <laughs> off the cliff until like the sixth game, maybe. Well, it was a uh, uh, it was a uh, Yurko on uh, the ESPN one thousand, the Chicago station. Hey, somebody's here. No, they're not. Oh, they're just barking because Yurko was saying um, every team is two injuries away from mediocrity, and I kind of could stand by what he what what his statement meant. You know, like I I get it. When you really think about it, you take two key elements out of any team, you know, that could be a three, four game swing in most cases. And sure. I mean, you take key players out and all of a sudden there's big gaps. You so, know? you know, now I'm just hoping for 29 other teams to get injured. I mean, you think, of the, you think about the Bears last year, they finished eight and eight. Um, we were expecting more, but they were missing their quarterback for four games or five games. Yeah. They're starting inside linebacker. They're starting outside linebacker. They're other starting outside linebacker. Three of their down linemen got hurt. Uh, and Chris Conti was healthy. And, I mean, that's surprising they finished 8-8. Eight eight. Yeah. Because Chris Conti's the worst. I just, I, I want to see the Bears pull a Blackhawks turnaround. Like, and just be a successful team for a few straight years again. I, I realize, and don't get me wrong, I, I know my Bears history enough to like, hey, we won our division I think three times in a row or something like that at one close. point. It was it was nice to see us have that kind of effort, but I'm just a little bit uh, disappointed to see us backslide the way we have. And to me, what seems really quickly, I mean, I didn't dislike Lovey. I didn't like him enough, but at the same time, you know, it seemed that was the right direction, and it'll just look like now it's, it's Lovey's going. never no Lovey Lovey's never going to take any team to the promised land. <laughs> I mean, you got it's Lovey. I mean, he's fine. He's a great defensive coordinator, but and he talks like this. Yeah, but yeah, there's no there's no intensity. <laughs> Lovey talks like Cleveland Brown from Family Guy. Yeah, he does. There's nothing Party to him. over here. Hey, watch you blitz the inside linebacker. Well, man, um, before we uh, get to our fun, fun topics, hey, well, yeah, uh, I, I don't Hang know. Hang on, let the you, dog oh, out. Oh, the dog's got to come in already. I'll edit this for time. In the meantime, I will sing beautiful songs. She don't practice Santeria. She ain't got no Chris. Okay, Luke's I'd, back. I'd like to talk. Uh, oh, what uh, do you got? Well, the, the I mean, we're talking football, so we might as well Balls. address the whole. Bears, Bears. Uh, Ray Rice, bullshit. Yeah, and, let's and get, the let's, Goodell crap. But we, we were ahead of the Ray Rice fucking story. I'm sorry. <laughs> we talked about that like three or four episodes ago. So ahead of the game again. And then I I saw something you put up on Facebook, and I misread what you said because of quote placement, which yeah. which. You know, Luke and I have discussed this in the past, and I was giving him shit for, like, you know, misspellings and stuff on Facebook, but a simple quotation mark can yeah, I didn't change the off. entire subject right. of, of, because, a, of a phrase. Because well, I, I, I put a quote around, it wasn't, I mean, I knew it was bad, but not that bad. Yeah, I thought, I was like, dude, really? Be, but I was <laughs> quoting the people that were flipping out after they saw the video. Yeah, see, I didn't... I, he, he punched her in the face. This is what we knew two weeks ago. He punched her in the fucking face. Yes. I've heard a lot of people make the same argument. Knocked her unconscious. And then dragged her out of the elevator. Very callously dragged her out of the elevator. They suspended him for two games because yeah. those were the rules. And I, I, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll actually put a clip right here and to, to see what our original thoughts were on this matter. So we'll do a little bit um, right here. Then I think, grab her by the arms and hold her and say, hey, stop. I think in all seriousness, Roger Goodell could have took an initiative. And I think I even said this in the email. He could have said, uh, we don't tolerate the kind of action in the NFL. It's not the image we want to portray. Um He's suspended for half a season. Let it go through the appeals process. Probably bring it down to four games at the end of the day. You know, they'll, they'll do it the right way. And if he would have said one sentence, I'm the commissioner of this league. I'll take the hit if people want to come after me. This is how I feel. He would have been a fucking applauded. People would have been like, yeah, Goodell's taking a stand, right? No, they wouldn't. And he, he wouldn't really have been taking a stand in the first place. He would have said something like that. The appeals process would have brought it very quietly down to a lower suspension because, you know, he can't probably have the power to justify a half season or something like that. But all he had to do was say it. 
Just for for PR purposes. Well, no. Just, no. just do it. Because no matter what. <laughs> I don't know. What, I, I, just, I hate the, oh, my hands are tied. <laughs> my, well, no matter what, 100%, no matter what his decision, mm-hmm. no matter what, he would be being ripped. Because yeah, this I, is I don't something that people yeah, are passionate about. I like ripping about. Goodell no matter what. So. so there's something that people are passionate about. So no matter what, if he had to spend him for a year. Some people would have said, "Oh, it's still too. He should be banned for. He should be banned for life." I think he's a scumbag. Absolutely. I root against him, but he served his one, time. Right? If he was on my fantasy team, I would then root for him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just being yeah, honest. Uh, Two, honesty is the best. But policy. he did serve. He served his time. He served his time. And someone who commits a crime, any crime, if they serve, you don't time, have a right just because they're yeah. a public figure. To deny them going back to work. Um, but then I think I th- I thought it was way too little of a suspension. Probably, but and you thought it would affect your fantasy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I gave up Ray Rice because uh, smart move. Hey, uh, but then they see the video and all of a sudden it's worse. Well, what the fuck did people think happened? He punched her in the face and knocked her unconscious. What did you think it was going to look like? Which I believe he self-admitted that he punched her in the face. He said that, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and I think I can grasp why people thought it was worse after they saw it. Because they're idiots. I don't think so. I think this goes more along the lines of the initial doubt that people had. What doubt? He okay, so, so he admits he hits her, right? And but, knocked her unconscious. But his story, if, if I'm not mistaken, was, well, she and me got into a fight. She was hitting me, and then things went like to learn, and I punched her in the face. And when you say something like that, like, okay, what did she do to provoke you enough to hit her in the face? And then you see the video, and it puts, it takes the blinders off, I think. Like, well, you know, what if she punched him in the jaw or something like that? I mean, was he defending himself or... Did he really punch her that hard or did he shove her? You know, he says he punched her in the face, but, you know, I've said, oh, I punched my dog in the butt. And well, that's that, your it, fault. Yeah. <laughs> but that's those people's fault. If you added anything or changed anything, he said, I punched her in the face. Yeah. Punched her. What did the video show? But he punched her in the face. The, the video, I think, just added that whole element of reality to it. Like, well, you then didn't did see people, anything. You didn't, like, it, I don't need to see it. It was all fake up until the point where like, I still saw people defending him. Like, he probably didn't even hit her. She, they were probably drunk and whatever. But the second that happens, everybody kind of like says, holy shit. The biggest thing that I have uh, with the NFL, and this works in society as general, they made a decision. Yep. And I don't like double Jeopardy. I really don't. Not not the actual event in the game show Jeopardy. I'm That's talking good, about. That's good. I'm really good at that. <laughs> in society, you can't be tried for the same thing twice. You can't. Not be in society. In American courts. Yeah. That's the NFL is not American courts. They can do whatever the fuck they want. I no, they can't. Not even in, in the NFL because they have that clause through the NFL Players Association. You can't. I heard them talk about this on Mike and Mike. You and uh, you can't say you got a two-game suspension and then flip right around and say, okay, we know you punched her in the face, but now we saw a video of you punching her in the face and we felt that that was too lenient, even though we know you punched her in the face. Well, that's a point. And yeah. I'm, I'm actually agreeing with you. I don't think that, I think they should have kept it at two games. And so those are the rules. What well, kills me those, is those, yeah, and then they changed the rules to six games. Yes. And, now they, and then they, they, they suspend them indefinitely. So, the rules don't even matter at this point. No, it doesn't. You know. and, and that's why, and I said, I think I said from the get-go, Goodell looks so fucking weak right now. If he would have came out and said, I'll take whatever, you know, bashing you guys want to say. We don't do this shit in our league. He's suspended for six games, half a season or whatever. You do it again. You're out of the league. If he would have said that from the get-go, there would have been some backlash. Okay. But the backlash would have been nearly as hectic as this fucking pussyfooting around the issue and then changing your story and now there's I like have the, the associated press is saying he's fucking lying about I, receiving the I video. have the answer go for it you can i'm roger goodell all right go ahead and ask me what you want to ask me okay uh 
like you want me to start from the beginning or you want me to say Goodell did you see the tape or Goodell did you know that he punched her in the face yes I did uh why did you settle on a two-game suspension because those were the rules why as a commissioner did you not take it upon yourself to change the rules then because I didn't feel like it I'm Roger Goodell (laughs) I run the most successful sporting organization in the United States it's a multi-billion dollar organization. Mm-hmm. You don't like it? Don't watch my games. Ooh. I'm sure I'll miss your fucking viewership. I imagine if he would have said those words, he would have uh, he would have definitely not been the commissioner. Let for me ask you long. this. Let me ask you this. Yeah, you do, you, do, you, do you work for the NFL? Do I work? No, I don't. Do you oversee anything that deals with the NFL? I uh, control its ratings by one oh, are you, tenth any, of a tenth of a tenth. Do you have a Nielsen box at home? Sure. Do you? Sure. I'd like proof of that. Is there a video? Have you no, I don't have a post. Box? I can't post the video of my Nielsen box. Okay. I, Roger, in all and disclosure, my point, I, I, my, I don't have a Nielsen box. Here's my box. point, random interviewer. <laughs> I don't answer to you. I answer to the owners. The owners are satisfied with my with my stuff. Do you think the owners are satisfied right now? Um, many have come out and defended him. Uh, that's me, a tough defense, man. But here's my... This is... I, he... What gets me? Okay, Goodell, I mean, obviously he fucking fell all over himself doing this. He tripped over his dick like yeah, three times yeah. doing this, dude. Okay, like, but... Uh, and, and, well, why, okay. I like the way you said the NFL is the most powerful sports organization on the planet because that's 100% true. The way Roger Goodell did his interview, it was like, ah, oh, shucks, golly gee whiz, I don't know nothing about no vcr and videos I, I i've never seen a video in my life that's racist yeah yeah but that's was that was roger goodell 100 percent like you were just a small little league that runs itself out of the local y we yeah. don't have oh. access to videos yeah. or tapes or anything like you fucking tool tmz can get the goddamn video you can get the video i i just it's a don't fucking lie I, I wouldn't even i would say it's an internal investigation that i'm not going to answer to that would have been fine. He That's got what I bullshit, was... but he, he he keeps changing because, his story. Because story, I, I as a society, <laughs> we feel we have to have our hand in everything, even that stuff that doesn't concern us. No, it's been on like everything. The, like this isn't sports radio anymore. This they, is every radio. It would. There was a, a article. The guy that owns uh, owned Chick Fil A passed away. And I read some of the kind, and all these people were, were like saying, "I had, had not heard this." Yeah, he so. passed away, and I, you know, people, and they were they showed they listed all of his twenty one nuggets salute, his all of his charities and the things that he's done. Yeah, and then in the comments, there were people saying, "I worked for Chick fil A, you know, when I was in college," and and they were listing off all the shit like he he like fostered hundreds of children that were looking for adoption, homeless kids. He let stay at his like the ridiculously generous. And one guy put, oh, you guys think he's all generous. He didn't support our troops when they came home. And I went. And <laughs> Sounds I like, like the Starbucks thing. But the, my point with this whole thing is we always feel like we have a place to judge everyone else. Of course. And I can look at your company and say, oh, you got to do it this way. Mm-hmm. You know, I had someone today arguing with me about the buffet price at the restaurant. <laughs> They because they you know with the but it's eight ninety five and includes salad pizza and all the other stuff that's on it's the a buffet pretty damn good buffet and I think. and comes with a drink well they wanted water so they wanted us to take the drink off the and I said no that's not how it works <laughs> then they sat there these two women how? sat there and slayed for an hour and a half and then had to wait for five minutes while we replenished the sausage and peppers and they, she wanted her money back and I told her no I I just. So they always, there's always someone that's looking to pick something apart. We need a segment of your stories. I really believe this. I, I know we will, we'll stick with the Ray Rice conversation, trust me, but I just on, on a tangent, you have some amazing stories about the restaurant industry. I, I'm just wondering one thing about these stories. Are they ever repeat customers? Like, do you ever see the same person twice that these stories are usually involved in? Um... Uh, I have seen, maybe not, I've, I've gotten calls back from people who have made asses of themselves on the phone. You know, like the other day, the one lady called me and I said, you know, she's like, oh, can I get a a delivery? And I said, yeah, what's your phone number? 
because that's how we we tag them in the computer. Absolutely, yeah. And she says eight one five seven four one one four zero zero, and I said that's my number. Okay, <laughs> now she and she went. She went. Oh Jesus, because. She was like, I never called. I don't even know the company's number because it was a business. And she goes, that was the number that was in my head. And they call all the time. <laughs> so stuff like that. But this woman today, I'll never be back. Okay. I said, okay, and I walked away. And the minute you tell me you're never coming, I've had someone on the phone say, I'm never going to order from you again. And I said, okay, sorry to hear that. And he's like, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you not going to like? Take care of me, or you're not going to hook. And I said, I said, I'm not I said, why would I give you something for free if you're never going to order from me again? You'll order, get your free food, and never order again. Yeah. And there was silence on the other end of the phone, and I'm like, ah, uh-huh, see, you played your cards too early. <laughs> you should. I said, you should have slow played me, and use that as your big gun at the end. They've never played Texas Hold'em, my friend. I'm you sorry. know, and the guy was like, oh, oh, oh. Well, maybe I'll come back. I said, no, no, no. You've already, you're, I've already called your bluff. I said, I, I fold. Yeah. And the right guy thing. was dumbfounded, like couldn't grasp how he's, you know, he's like, oh my, you know. I mean, I, I, I uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that stuff later. I want to go back to Ray Rice, but man, I, I got like a million. We got to do a whole episode on that. I think we need a lot of specials coming up because, uh. Uh, unfortunately, uh, coming up, I think you're going to have a guest host for a few episodes and I apologize to the listeners already that it might be fucking Jonah. So I'm sorry in advance. So if that, if that actually does go down, I'm sorry. You know, our Jonah stories of the week after that will be of him hosting the show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look at him. He's fucking awful. All right. (laughs) Remember that there was this one time when Jonah was guest hosting the show (laughs) and I woke him up and he went, what? (laughs) (laughs) Obama. Macklemore. No, <laughs> so, no. Uh, going back to Ray Rice, uh, just you know the Goodell thing. You know, I I really think they're going to be some sort of backlash on him. Um, I it might not. People might forget about it in a week. That's the five second attention span theater that we have. But I think the other side of the story that I kept hearing, and it was from Whoopi Goldberg of all people. Oh God, she fucking. Starts talking about, you know, oh, women shouldn't raise a hand to a man. And I agree with Whoopi on that respect. Yes. I do, too. Women should not hit a dude. All right? You shouldn't That's, hit anybody. You shouldn't hit anybody. I was, I was, I was, you shouldn't hit anybody. You shouldn't hit another person. In anger and violence, it's, it shouldn't happen. But I also live in a reality where I judge everything on a case-by-case scenario. There's no, like, blanket one-size-fits-all for me. Okay. In a scenario where this leaf of a woman is hitting a football player, he could have done anything to restrain her. In and his in his now, defense, he's it, he's a pretty small football player. <laughs> I was going to mention that. I'm like, he's not the biggest of the motherfuckers. But let's let's just say he could have handled that situation by holding her arms to her side, yeah, or something along those lines. She would have kicked. She would have bit. She would have screamed. He right. re- well, he reacted. And I, and he I, reacted. And I reference uh, the fucking incident with the rapper Jay-Z and Beyonce's sister, Solange, which basically sounds like a cold medicine. Like, she was hitting him in the elevator. They got footage of this. She's yeah. like wail on him. He just kind of ducking away. Like, yeah. And they mocked Jay-Z for that. And they mocked for him. Yeah, but Jay-Z is not going to get an eight-game suspension and lose his money because Jay-Z is a fucking smart businessman. He knows he can probably put her through the wall. It, why would he benefit from hitting well, he'd her? He'd probably just, you know, cut off, cut her off. So yeah. You cut off. <laughs> Take that, Beyonce's sister. Yeah. Solange. You don't know how to sing. Uh, but, like, people picked on him, but the same people that picked on him are just idiots. They don't realize, you know, yes, she, she's, he's not going to press charges against her because he, what, probably got a bruise? You know, he probably has to walk around the rest I, of the day you, with a little boo boo yeah, on his you arm. Know, I I don't I don't defend Ray Rice. I think he got jobbed in this whole thing because it went from two games to I yeah I mean like to you'll never work again. Stick with the penalty, live with the penalty, and say for future incidents it'll change because this has spawned so much other stuff. They had uh, the feminist group. I can't remember for the life of me. What, Is it now? Uh, it it might now. be. Uh, they they looked in. They're calling for Goodell's 
um, resignation. And they, they got a pretty good justification on the case. And like, hey, this is the highest profile case of domestic abuse. Apparently, there's been 56 other cases in the NFL in the last 14 years that nobody's ever heard about, never been in the news, brushed to the side. There's been payouts and all this shit. And I don't know how long Goodell's been the commissioner. Um, Let me ask you this. Yeah. But I mean, if it, how many members of now do you think watch the NFL? I, I don't know if it's now. So let me just, oh, just well, we'll just, just we'll call them now. I, I you know, sake I, of, I know what you're getting at, but I really do think the NFL has a huge women. Uh, they do. Database. And, I mean, and the smart people go, well, I really like football, so I'm going to watch football. I hope they get this cleaned up. fucking blows oh, oh that back was on. me yeah it's back on all right we lost our whole jennifer lawrence conversation we hit majority of the ray rice conversation hey. so jennifer lawrence you know we like your boobs <laughs> yeah that was basically it for man we lost like 15 minutes of that ah uh, well yeah it was gold jerry you gotta, you gotta be prepared uh yeah i don't want to talk about that anymore okay um <laughs> The audience will never know our discussions over the fine curves of Miss Jennifer Lawrence, Oscar-winning Jennifer Lawrence. Mm, yeah. Good times. She was an X-Men. Um, <laughs> now, what, did, what are the other topics we were supposed to be addressing? All right, well, we actually have our buddies uh, over at uh, our Brothers from Another Mother podcast. There's, a, there's another group of guys called Um, That Just Happened. We're promoting them, too, because... They were so kind as to promote us yet again, and yeah. in their recent show is awesome. Episode nineteen, check it out. Um, uh, so basically, they uh, they challenge us to talk about a particular topic that they don't they don't really get. Into they, they, so they're 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 definitely um, uh, like a very fun podcast. Like they talk about. Uh, not current events, but they get more into like popular culture. Okay. So their big thing. So is, they like Taylor Swift and that shit. No, nah, they fucking. Well, actually, they had a big old thing regarding um, what uh, CD are you very embarrassed to have in your uh, your case? Because you and me live in the CD era. At least I had tons of CDs, and I, I actually uh, fucking Barta just put up a picture of a guy. Like, the struggle isn't over, and he had, like, all these CD cases with him, and he's, like, sifting through them to look for the, the one CD, the one song he wants to listen to in his car stereo. Yeah. That was me. I had six of those things because I was a DJ <laughs> I, at Lewis. I still have them. So what's the, what's the embarrassment, man? What's the disc you have that you don't like to talk about? The one that you bought that the other guys would just be like, uh, ah. Abba or Abba. <laughs> Is it a greatest hits at least? Hell yeah. All right. <laughs> you don't like celebrate their entire catalog and just buy an ABBA disc every now and then? Uh, See for, the deep I don't cuts? even remember why I bought it. ABBA um, deep cuts. I th- I wanted to say it was at, uh, when I bounced at Tuckaway and people used to play the jukebox and they had that on the jukebox and people would play it every now and again. I go, this ain't bad. So a funny story about ABBA. Uh, I had. Hang on, I need your answer. Oh, my answer. I'll, I'll answer right after the funny story. But I don't. I want to stick on Abba real quick because I had a party at my dad's house, and this might have been Save Pascal. I'm not positive if this was Save Pascal. That is. That's probably one of our greatest moments yeah, in friendship history. Yeah. That that was a that was a great. T- we'll we'll save the Save Pascal story, but this is this concerns this song in particular, and I think this was either at that event or a cast party. But we had several people over at the house, and one of them was our buddy Joe. Joe is a very gay homosexual man, and <laughs> a gay homosexual, very very gay and homosexual. Doesn't that make him straight? Don't they cancel out when you and use I, both? I, I, I'm, I'm picturing him staring at me right now too, just like that disapproving stare of like, really, yeah. you know, really. Joe's an amazing human being, great guy. Um, but Joe is also a very flamboyant dancer. And I recall that this particular song came on in my basement um, while everyone's downstairs around the bar and everything like that. And Was it Dancing Queen? Yes, it was Dancing Queen. And there was a few other people at the party 
there were also gay. Uh, it was a cast party. I I want to say it was a cast party. I don't think it was it was your your uh, poker party, and so they heard the song too. And then somebody starts dancing with Joe very close. So we invited a bunch of people to this party, including some of my friends from Bellwood, who I hadn't seen in probably like a year, two years. And they're they're not very used to the theater lifestyle. Let's just put it that way. These guys uh, probably have never seen a gay person in their lives, with the exception of like, you know, the stereotypes you'll see in the movie like mannequin or something like that. You know, yeah. it's that's, that's their entire like involvement. But you know, as you work in a theater department, I got to know a lot of people and a lot of stereotypes got thrown out the window for me. So, and a lot got reinforced. Yeah. Good times. Woo. And that's, I'm going to like that. A lot got reinforced. That sounds dirty. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Joe starts dancing with this dude. And I remember this is buddy of mine really big dude he, look, he almost looks like a football player at the time his name was pat and my buddy rich was standing right next to him and we're all sitting against the wall drinking beers hang on you said my buddy rich without asking me if i know your buddy rich do you know my buddy rich yeah all right so either way you've been asking me that for 10 years you know my buddy rich my buddy rich you know my buddy rich. i think i say that about everybody i have no no it's with people. just rich and to me <laughs> because i've laughed about it with jonah where he's been i've looked at him i'm like see now I'm just going to do it for spite. Well, it's so, too late now. It's too late. <laughs> now I know the cat's out of the bag. But we're standing against the wall, and Joe and this guy are basically grinding on each other at this point. Okay. And Pat, who hasn't seen me in like two years, just looks at me and he goes, I fucking knew it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the only thing I got about the ABBA story. I'm like, yeah, fuck you, dude. So, <laughs> But he he said it with like absolute seriousness. Like, That's funny. I I fucking knew it. Um, so anyway, what's uh, your CD? My CD. Uh, I actually think I wrote this down when they initially asked the question on Facebook. I have a copy. And let's just excuse all the video game soundtracks that I own because that's pretty fucking nerd sad right there. That I own video game soundtracks. I've bought. I have paid actual money. To hear video game songs on a CD, so that th- doesn't even surprise. That's me, no. pretty sad, but yeah, if you know me, that's not surprising. But I actually went out and bought a Ricky Martin CD, so I could hear that song "Cup of Life," which was awesome. So they used to play it at like soccer games and shit, like "Ole Ole Ole La La La," and I was like, "Yeah, fucking yeah!" What? <laughs> you just made Abba cool. <laughs> <laughs> so there's our songs, man. Oh my God, Otis Rodney and Adam. Yeah. Jesus oh. Christ. Who? Otis. Oh, I just burnt one out, huh? Oh. Ole, ole, ole. All of Ricky Martin's songs kind of sound the same. Yeah. But that. Um, I think I got like several other. I own a Alyssa Milano song. That's but, right. She had it. She had an album. But it's Alyssa Milano. Oh, it's so bad. I'm gonna text. Doesn't you matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she tried to have a singing career too. Um. So like they 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 basically do a show centered around like movies and comics and TV shows and whatnot, but they don't do stuff about politics. But Rodney's been serial listening to the show, which is great. Yeah, and he and he threw out a topic for us, and he he threw this one. He wanted our opinion on uh, the teacher strikes in Chicago, mm-hmm. okay, and you know teachers and striking in general. Mm-hmm. I can give you a quick background for me. My sister is a teacher. Yep. And quite a few of the people I know are teachers, including fucking Donut, Jonah. Um, And I want to say, in my opinion, at least from what I've seen, it is one of the most underappreciated jobs I I think people, you know, go after. Especially now, because the way that the children are being raised now is... It's never the kid's fault. They get they exactly. load up a shit ton of excuses for the for the kid and for. Hang on, Boy, <laughs> get the hell off me. <laughs> they load up. They, you know, it's always there's always a some disorder or uh, something, and it's why are you, the parents don't teach the kid. Why aren't you teaching my kid? Da, 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 and don't you yell at my kid? And and you can't do this to my kid, and you can't do that to my kid. My and, sister has talked to me about that several times. Like if you 
would ever raise your voice to one of the kids in your class. Say if somebody's fucking clowning around, somebody just want to pay attention. It's it's the teacher's fault. Like of course the the parents go after you. And you know what? I've seen shitty teachers. I know that there's a few of them out there. Sure, but they are definitely the exception. There's a lot of people that want to get paid these shit wages and basically go through the gauntlet. I don't no, understand. No, I don't, not all teachers make shit wages. No, I want to. I, I want to be I fair to all you. sides. Because I agree with you. On when that. I student taught, because mm-hmm. I have a teaching certificate, and I student taught, the lady I student taught in her class made like ninety grand a year. Now this is nineteen ninety. Seven and I think you and me can agree ninety grand a year, and even in that year, is an amazing wage. And by making ninety grand a year, she now, had been teaching for a. so long, she didn't have to plan anything. She just went through the motions of each thing. And I did. I taught her entire schedule for her for a semester, and I would have been, you know, I'm like ninety grand, Jesus Christ, to do this. Yeah, you know, I'm now. You know, and they get their summers off, and that's wonderful. But they also do a lot of extra work, and they put a lot of their own money into their classroom mm. and whatnot. Things that aren't paid for by the school. So I get it, I get it, and it's a very important job because you're teaching essentially a bunch of fucktards that are in the most awkward assholeish stage of their life. Oh, so you're talking high school. You're talking high school. Um, or you're teaching a bunch of kids that have emotional issues and are away from their mom and. You know, you're dealing with you're dealing with some, you're not dealing with adults, no. And so it's tough. Um, but and yet, let's like full disclosure. Your dad taught. My dad taught for years at yeah. college. Yeah, at level. the college level, and, and he was no bullshit. I mean, it was you know. I, let's be honest. I mean, the college level. You know, we like to think of co- collegiate students as adults, but there's just as many assholes in that realm oh, yeah. as it is high school. I mean, you're going to get and one, one of the guys that frequents uh, the, the wine bar. Uh, we nicknamed him the professor. I won't say his real name. He's been a teacher for over 25 years. Amazing guy. Uh, I hear his stories about teaching all the time. He's actually one of the number one teachers in Illinois. He's got the stats to back his shit up. Um, he'll talk your ear off for hours about the state of teaching. But he basically throws it around. He's like, in every class, you got like, in some cases, 20 to 30 students. You got five kids that are exceptional. They want to learn more. And you got five kids that are trying to bring the other 25 down at any given second. And he goes, and those are the landmines that you have to work around. And he goes, and now picture that. And you multiply the amount of students and seniors that you have. And then that's every classroom. And he's like... I once told a dirty joke uh, that I thought was very, very mundane probably 12 years ago. He goes, never again will I ever like say something even remotely sexual or anything like that. He's like, you basically have to be a robot at this point sure. in order. And, you know, it's like it's hard to make lessons fun. My human you know? physiology teacher was a first year teacher in high school. Mm-hmm. By far, my all time favorite teacher. Looking back, the guy was probably like 23, 24 we had during homecoming week we had days you know green and white day and this and, and we had hero day okay and he went as me for hero day really he wore my like wrestling warm ups uh, and he, he made his hair like mine and he, the old ego there and he was he, but he was like you know walking like me and imitating my voice and but i mean i really i dug this guy i mean he was so cool and loved his class he kept it interesting he was funny mm. and he would always imitate one of his old teachers and do the voice and there was this, and he referred to, because it's human physiology, and he's like, and this comes out of your body, how? And there's, you know, and he's, oh, when you go to the bathroom, and he always called it when you're walking the dog. Okay. <laughs> now? No. 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 But I thought it was great. I mean, you get one complaint, and that's that could be the end of your career. Yeah, there's some dickhole that probably went, oh, dude, and, said and walking this, the dog. I'm offended. Uh, 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 I'm going to join now and hate Roger Goodell. <laughs> it goes back to what he was saying. He's like, these younger teachers that get in to the system, he's like, these guys, he's like, any of them are lucky to get past the fourth year. He goes, because they're in for a rude awakening because they want to go in and they want it to be fucking, oh, captain, my captain. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing like that. And he goes, you get from when you're starting off, you get all the shit work. 
you don't get paid a lot and you're going to get told what to do by a lot of people and you're going to get reviewed constantly and if you try to bring any of your little like little extra yep extra noise to it they're going to take all that away from you and he yep. goes they're they are trying to teach teachers to teach a certain way and he goes even if it's not effective yep and he goes they're they're dooming them to failure yep it's the way they got it set up and uh, and so when it comes to the issue of striking you know I kind of look at it from all these sources that I hear. And I I usually have the side of the teachers when it comes to that. The problem is I think I I'm ignorant enough to say that I don't know what the teachers are demanding and how realistic the demands are. Right. Cuz I don't know what a teacher's salary should be, but I think it should be fairly high. I I I'm these are the people that watch your kids. For six to eight hours a day, I think they should get some fucking money. It's, you know, if it's not the the kid that's going to solve the cancer riddle, it's the kid that you don't want on the streets for six hours because he's probably a threat to himself. Yeah, I th- and I think and I think they should be gauged on rather than tenure, mm-hmm. which I think is shitty. Um, and I, you know, I'm going to poke fun at my friend who is a gym teacher, mm. and he makes pretty damn good money. Uh, but how long has he been doing it? I mean, he didn't get good uh, he's money. He's been like, going out the gate. for, I don't know, 10, 15 years. All right. Uh, but he, uh, you know, he makes pretty good money and, uh, as, and he, you know, he tries to justify it by calling it PE, but it's still <laughs> days where he throws basketballs <laughs> out and says, shoot baskets and I'm going to watch you. It's Jim. Because you know why I can uh, call you on the phone at any time during the day and you always answer. Uh, <laughs> you know, I called Jonah and he's like, sorry, man, I was at school. And he calls me back three hours later. Uh, <laughs> I called this guy and he picks up the phone every time. And, got, you know, he, he it's it's a needed job. Um, but I do I think it's more important than, say, uh, English? No. Or yeah, math? Yeah. Um, so, I mean... Ditch diggers too, (laughs) Danny. (laughs) I I I think that you have to you have to classify, and I don't know what they're striking for either. Though I I sort of everyone wants a high wage. I sort of get a kick out of the fact that by them striking, they're hurting the students that they claim they cherish so much. Yeah. I mean, there needs to be a teachers' union, in my opinion. I don't. There is a teachers' union. I, no, I'm just saying, like, I don't think that should ever be dissolved. There needs to be a group effort to fight for the teachers. But I mean, again, I, I guess I don't know what the realistic expectations are, especially when you're dealing with something like a public school system. I don't know <laughs> the wage uh, assessment or you know the budget that they have for that school or anything like that. I mean. Everybody wants something, and that, I think that's the biggest problem, especially in a city like Chicago, which is fucking broke. Well, are right? they striking mid-contract, or are they striking is a new contract? I think everyone up? strikes mid-contract. Okay, it's always you, like before you should, it's never, up. you should never yeah. strike mid-contract, because you signed a contract. Yep. Okay? So finish out your fucking contract. It's the same as in sports. I've been saying guys, that about sports. When and these every, guys and hold everyone, out. Oh, I'm only making $4 million a year, and that guy just signed a $12 million contract. And that's, my, that's why I started hating Hester. Then you know what? Fucking go. And, and when your contract's up, then negotiate. Absolutely. You know, but you if know, you you strike, know the only person that did that the right way is fucking Michael Jordan. Michael yeah. Jordan did that shit, and he got paid $32 million or something like that for his yeah. last year, one year of service in yeah. the Bulls. And I'm like, that's but how you, you do play it. it out. You play yeah. it out. Hey. You, you, you guys are in this contract. I'm sorry you don't like the raise or the benefits. Yeah, but this is what was signed. You agreed to it. When it's up, renegotiate. Renegotiate. Yeah, and you know, I I hate when people make the teacher strike uh, politicized because I don't think this is a, a left right thing. I just think it's workers trying to get their fair share. Sometimes it's realistic. Sometimes it's not. And I think you really got to base it on what the average is. And how realistic it is for the location that they're in based on geography. Chicago is probably more expensive than Omaha. You know, I don't know. But, wow, we actually agree on something a little bit. I think they were expecting fireworks. So I'm going to throw a challenge to those two fuckers, all right? I'm just calling you fuckers. I don't, I don't really mean that. Listen, we know you guys do a fun podcast with uh, 
uh, movies and TV shows and shit like that. But I want to anger your blood. I'm going to make you go to Luke's side of the force. What we're going to do is I'm going to request you guys take a listen to some of our shows. Find one of the topics that we talked about that we uh, that you know we mentioned here or there. And I want you guys to talk about politics for five minutes based on that topic. And I want you to fight. I want you to find something you disagree on from the outset. That way we know that it'll be good. Because if you guys agree on it, then it's pointless. Let's talk about Iraq. What and about we'll, Benghazi? We'll huh? discuss. Uh, what about Mike Brown? Talk about some bullshit. We'll, Only for five minutes, though. Once we'll the discuss, clock's off, you got to go back we'll to happy discuss, shit. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll discuss. I'll take their pledge. Uh, let's say they're. Um, we'll discuss uh, the uh, Britney Spears movie Crossroads. <laughs> Which I'm sure you guys have delved into. Oh, so. <laughs> no, um, I, I, I wanted to do this for them. While I, uh, let me get this up here real quick. Um, they have a pledge, and I agree with them. They were talking about the Fantastic Four reboot. Okay. You know, Fox is rebooting all the fucking Marvel movies. Nope. Be- okay, like, they have licenses for the Marvel characters. Like, Sony has Spider-Man. Marvel Entertainment has all the cool movies that we've been enjoying. And Fox makes the Fantastic Four and the Silver Surfer and all that shit. Okay. So three different distribution houses for these movies. So when, you know, you see Robert Downey Jr. up there as Iron Man, Spider-Man can't come swinging down to help, even though they're owned all by Marvel, because Sony has the distribution rights to Spider-Man. So it's fucking bullshit. They can't put Spider-Man in a goddamn Marvel movie because Sony doesn't want it to happen. They want Disney to pay him money. Okay. So Fox... They're the ones that own Fantastic Four. That's why you'll never see the Fantastic Four hop and help, and help the Avengers on some shit. So they wanted to take the Fantastic Four. I don't know how re- my life's going to be complete. Oh, it's not. But if you're a comic book geek like me, this, this means something, all right? Fox is taking the Fantastic Four. What do you know about the Fantastic Four? There's four of them. There's four of them, all right? It's a stretchy dude, all right? There's a guy that turns into a torch. The chick in the in the suit. Yeah, the it turns invisible. Skin. Oh, she turns invisible. Yeah, and then there's a big well, that's rocky stupid. dude. Why would thing. you take the hot chick and make her invisible? Uh, <laughs> they made Jessica Alba invisible. That was the dumbest fucking choice ever. I, I want to see Jessica Alba all the time. But all right, so those movies sucked, by the way. So they're rebooting them, but they changed the cast of the Fantastic Four. Okay. Uh, now the Human Torch is black, but Kate Mira, the chick from uh, House of Cards. Yep. She is his sister, so that's Johnny and Sue Storm because that makes a lot of fucking sense. And they, they, so they changed like, you know, ethnicity just for the sake of changing it, which to me is, you know, okay, fine if it works, let's see it. But then they decided to change the backstory of how they became the Fantastic Four. And like, did you know that Lisa Turtle was supposed to be a Jewish chick from New York? That was my favorite chick from Saved by the Bell, and I get so much shit for that. She's crazy now, by the way. Yeah. She's nuts. Yeah. I've seen some of the shit she's written, and, like, wow, her poetry is... So I'm not a big Lisa Turtle fan anymore, yeah. but back in the day, I was Screech. and like, oh, Lisa. But anyway, like, they, they changed the backstory of the okay. origin story. They completely ripped it around to be cool and hip and awesome. And so they're basically saying, fuck this movie. Hey guys, Adam Flores here from Flores Theater Comiskey. I'm another member of UTJH, All That Just Happened. I'm here with my good friend Hal Jordan to promote the We're all fucking FFF movement, which is Fuck Fox and Fantastic Four, the little marble, even though I just, you know, knocked on DC too, but you, know, you, gotta, you gotta bounce up. Anyway, so the Fuck Fox and Fantastic Four movement is all about making sure that the source material goes back to the right people so that they make the correct movie. I swear to Batman and the Marvel Universe that I will not watch Fantastic Four and I will buy no merch from which it spawns unless they follow the source material or Kate Mara gets naked. Bears. So, wait, I know what you're thinking. This is some geek shit. But you of all people like movies. And you like acting. Alright? Remember... The Family Guy episode where they remake The King and I and they put a fucking robot in it and all that shit. Like, okay. th- that shit is irritating. You can, you can modernize it, but I think the, the worst crime was still the Leonardo DiCaprio version of Romeo and Juliet, which was just a god-awful piece of shit. See, here's the thing. No, uh, and I'm going to explain to you how I can get around this stuff. Oh, I can't. And how I can justify it. 
I don't go fucking see it. <laughs> well, that's the thing. When I saw that's Leonardo DiCaprio as Romeo and Juliet, I went, well, I'm not going to go see that. <laughs> and then I don't give a fuck. And when you tell me the fa- I don't even see the original Fantastic Four. Why do I see the remake? Oh, well, don't go see it. That's that's fair. That teaches the them. They, rather than some pledge, well, that's they, then they hoping. go, oh, fuck. I just got we, fired. We're trying to spread the word to not go see this movie. That's what more I involved. don't think you have to. We have to. If it's a good movie, people are going to go see it. If it's shit... People are not going to go see it. I submit to you this, sir. I submit Transformers, to you Transformers 4, one of the highest grossing movies of the year. It had Mark Wahlberg in it, looking at trucks that turned into things. All right, Look, How is that a fucking movie? I don't know. Was it good? Gro- Did you see it? I didn't see it, but it still grossed $400 million. I think because I need it's to- the fourth one in a series of decent movies. They're not decent. They're entertaining. They're not entertaining. It's about robots that turn into other things. I was I was entertained by I think I saw one and two. The second one was kind of stupid. Oh man, they're so bad. But how, P, I wait. Wait, are but, you going to take a pledge? You, see, you tried to justify seeing the fucking uh, that Star Wars, the uh, the Phantom prequels? Menace. Okay, and everyone knew it sucked, and you couldn't admit it sucked. No, I and couldn't. you kept and you kept fighting and fighting and fighting. But you went and saw the next one. Yes, because it's a series. Of, but but. If I had known, and someone, if I was going through the whole thing, and I said, "Don't go see that one. That one's stupid," I'd be like, "All right," and not gone. Uh, don't go see it. You don't need to pour bucket water <laughs> on your head. Just don't go see the fucking I'm, movie. I'm taking the pledge. I'm taking it. All right. Well, I'm taking the pledge. There's so many. There's so many fucking like protests, and just don't see it. It's a movie. I think that's the that's the point. We don't want people to go see that movie, and I I agree with him. I. Just can't stand. But you're doing it on principle. Yes, it's like you won't watch The Simpsons after a certain season. Well, it's because it sucked, and you never saw the movie, which everyone said was great. But you I still saw part won't of the movie. see it. it. Was on TV the one day. It was a good movie. Okay, but it sucked. I don't see things that suck. Well, the movie doesn't suck. That's it's, my I'm point. not like offended by the content because they made Homer with hair all of a sudden. No, 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 no. no. My point was the series stopped being of interest to you, which you disliked. Therefore, I realized you boycotted for the like movie. two years. I realized for two years I probably chuckled three times watching the show. But you boycotted the movie based on that, right? No, because I thought it would be stupid. And even though we've promoted it to you and said, "Luke, you should see that. It's a good flick." You're like, "Fuck that." Well, it's because you 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 want me to see a lot of things that I think are stupid. No, this I is just... coming. You told me Phantom Menace was good, right? Probably in 1997. Okay. 97. Your, your credibility is shot. Wait a shot. second. Wait, whenever it came, 90, 99. Yes, your, I probably said it was good. Your did, credibility is shot. Did you go see it with me that night? Yes. The opening night. Yeah. And we all talked about Yeah, That was another drinking night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you said it was good. And I went. Let's be I, fair. I, I, I put a fair. check mark on my brain that said never listen to Nick Let's when it comes to movies fair. ever again. The fucking lightsaber fight was pretty awesome. So that's all. No. The only good it thing. It was good. The only good part of that movie got cut in half and pushed down a hole. That's right, the lightsaber. Darth Maul. Darth he got Maul. knocked into a hole. Darth Maul was cool. He was, should have survived. Though I don't even want to get into the he did survive and it, it happened in the cart. Never mind. So anyway. Do you want to talk it. about Goodfellas? Do you want to talk about uh Shawshank Redemption? Uh American Beauty, the greatest film ever made. No, I want to talk about fucking CeeLo real quick. Who? CeeLo. Oh, that little fat guy? And fucking CeeLo. That made one song and now he's No, CeeLo's been around for like at least 15, 20 years, all right? But he's got two major hits. Has he ever made a CD? He's made several CDs. Okay. Several CDs. Yeah. But as CeeLo Green, the one that you've seen on The Voice with Christina Aguilera. I've never watched the show. I, I, I just know he's on it. At least he was on it. All right. Just This is real quick bites before, because we got like 10 minutes left of audio. Um, and or batteries. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This dude was in the news. He just did a plea bargain with a girl. Didn't make any of the media outlets. All right. Just like it's a bit story. Oh, no, I read there. about it. I think I read but, the story. Did you get it in any? Like, I didn't see it on the news anywhere except for the internet. I don't watch the news. All right. So CeeLo puts what he claims is ecstasy in this girl's drink without her knowledge. Yep. The girl claims, I was asleep. I don't know what the fuck happened to me. The next thing I know is I wake up in CeeLo's room naked and 
the last thing I remember is just passing up. So he admits that he put a drink thing that in a drink without her knowledge. Mm-hmm. And he gets a slap on the wrist and like, I think a year of community service. Yeah. How is that not rape? Oh, it's rape. It's yeah. <laughs> and what makes it more rape is he's a short little fat guy. And CeeLo can get a hook. CeeLo can get a hooker. He's got enough money to do what he wants. He could spend $5,000 at the Champagne Club in Las Vegas and be okay with that. Probably. Yeah. I just don't understand how this isn't a story. Like, you see fucking... I see a Macklemore be a story because he dressed like a Hasidic Jew and sang thrift shop. I don't see CeeLo Green becoming a story. Nobody's, like, saying, fuck this dude. Only me the first person to say, fuck CeeLo Green. You goddamn rapist. <laughs> He's, I, you know, yeah, there's there's many levels to it. Yeah, he, he, he obviously took advantage of the girl. Or at least she felt he took advantage. I mean, he may have thought it was just, you know, normal. I'm going to fuck a corpse. That time. sounds great. Well, she may not have been a corpse. She just may have uh, not uh, have been yeah. there, you know. We all had blackout times of drinking where we did shit and didn't realize even we were doing anything. I... I I wanted um, to go back. But go, if, go if, if CeeLo Green was better looking, maybe she wouldn't have been so upset. <laughs> I mean, I know I'd be pretty fucking upset if I woke up next to CeeLo Green. I'm gonna fuck you. His little, his little fucking short ass pounding away. Oh, that's so disturbing, man. Oh, well, yeah. I, mean, I just... Yeah. I, all right, see, look at... I think you even know this happened to me. I was one of my... Parties at the house. You got raped by CeeLo Green. No, I uh, I blacked out because I think somebody put something in my drink. Yeah, I think, I think I've right. actually been roofied. It was before. like one drink. Yeah, I was one drink and I passed out and I don't remember anything that happened and I woke up the next day and I was in the middle of a party and apparently I was still talking to people at one point is like very slurred speech, really slow to react, and then Allison grabbed me and I went into the uh, the bathroom, vomited my guts out. And that's, you know, she put me down to bed. And, like, I'm just thinking, I'm like a 200-pound dude, okay? If somebody put something in my drink and I just passed out and blacked out from not having any alcohol in my system beyond that first initial drink or anything like that, it's terrifying to think what it's like for somebody that's, you know, just a chick out at a bar or something like that. Yeah, I, well, there's oh, the, now this is and this happened note. at a social gathering <laughs> yeah, where house. I knew everybody. Well, who the fuck is wasting roofies on you? We had a, some. Theories. I mean, unless someone wants to, you know, pound we, your poop. Or- it's great. We were just talking about it. We just had a fucking theory on like what had happened because somebody like thought initially, well, who was trying to roofie Nick? Because that wouldn't have played out very well at a huge gathering amongst his friends. Like, where could you make this happen? I think somebody slipped me some something that they thought would make me do goofy shit. Maybe yeah. they put ecstasy in my drink or something like that, and my body reacted to it terribly. Yeah, maybe. I think somebody wanted to see me high, because I don't get high or anything like yeah. that, as a goof. Like, And they saw the immediate reaction, and there's like, I'm not saying a fucking word, because if he's going to the hospital, I don't want to say that it was me that did something, you know? And they cowered yeah, maybe. up. Maybe. I... I there, there's a new uh, nail polish out that I read about that when you are at a bar, if you dip it in your drink, it changes colors if somebody slipped you something in your drink. No way. Yeah, so girls can wear this nail polish, and they, they dip dip their finger in their drink, and if it changes color, someone put like a roofie in there. That's creepy shit, dude. The fact that you even have to do that. And I don't know where people come up with this shit. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know how people's minds work. Because at no point in my life did I ever think, besides when we put Visine in Scott's beer, um, <laughs> do I ever think I'm going to, I'm going to slip this person something and see if I can take it? It just doesn't cross my mind. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Like if someone left their drink next to me, I'd be like, okay, I'll watch it, make sure that no one, the bartender, doesn't take it away. Well, spread the word about CeeLo, folks. He's a piece of shit. I mean. I don't know how that... If he ever makes another song again... Him and his one song yeah. can go and... And then go, fuck you. It's not really catchy yet, but I can make it, it work. No, I don't think it's ever going to be catchy. <laughs> if I can get my one hit, it's a parody song of his, man. It's going to be great. I'm in a singing mood. We got to go, dude. Uh, we're almost at time, and we don't even have time for the Jonah story, according to our SD card. Any final thoughts, my friend? No. Nope. <laughs>
<laughs> don't go see movies that suck. Fuck Fantastic Four, everybody. Oh, fuck Fox is Fantastic Four. Yeah, that's beside the point. Uh, we're going to try and get some more recordings in before Nick has to go away for two weeks. So uh, thank you for your patience. If you like what you hear, please share on and Facebook. And if you hear Otis and Lloyd fighting next to me, then yes. All right. For Luke, this is Nick. <laughs> go get a disease, everybody. <laughs>